Good morning. Hey, uh, hey. We, have very, we have a very special guest today. It's uh, Greg with Adairs QCP chatting all that is internationally with crypto and crypto options. Uh, thanks Hello. so much. For joining, thanks so much for joining the podcast today, Darius. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? Good, good. So uh, one of the things I'd like to get started in crypto options, if you don't mind, I'd like to start in more of a macro uh, uh, direction and then we move to micro and we'll move to uh, your role in QCP and, and uh, uh, after a few questions, if that's okay. Sounds good. Could you just uh, uh, bring us up to date and, you know, maybe this is more of a, a one-year, two-year conversation, but really speak to the evolution of retail versus institutional in the crypto options playing field from, I don't know, let's say uh, latter 19 to now 2022. I mean, so much has dynamically changed. And how do you feel just about the, the playing field retail versus institutional over the last 18 months? <laughs> that's, a, that's a huge question. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's a big bite yeah. of the ass. Take whatever you want. Yeah, I think let, let's break it down a little bit. Well, you know, I think uh, we started in the uh, crypto options space quite early on. Um, that's around 2018. Uh, the crypto option market was very, very new then. You know, I think the genesis of it was, you know, we, we were running a, a spot OTC desk. And obviously, uh, to do that, <clears throat> you know, you need to keep, an inventory of uh, of long Bitcoin, Ether, and other other tokens. Um, so, I mean, the first thing that we did was, you know, we were looking for ways to hedge downside on uh, on our coin holdings, coin balance sheet. So, you know, we're looking at the options market, and uh, the first thing that we noticed was that the the vols were extremely high, like uh, you know, way above realized vol. I think uh, back then it was like 150 to 200 vol in the uh, one month at the monies or so. Um, and you know, the realize was trading probably below a hundred and, uh, you know, we, we, so, you know, I think that that's where it really started. You know, we started doing, uh, you know, hedging, hedging our, our balance sheet by, you know, a mixture of strategies, but a lot of it was vol selling strategies. So I think our, our foray into crypto options was, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, for, as a prop operation for, for hedging ourselves and for, for earning carry as well. Um, and back then, you know, there, were, there weren't many players. Uh, this was very, very early on. You know, we were only a very f small handful of, of players who were doing options. And, you know, we were trading on Deribit and OTC. Um, and the options market was, uh, I think back then it was only BTC, right? 2018. And it was very, very speculative uh, uh, in nature. The spreads were very wide. You know, it was just guys who were largely uh, uh, buying vol for speculation, for leverage. Um, and then I mean, fast forward to today, you know, the, the landscape is extremely different. Uh, there were a few key milestones along the way. I think, you know, obviously the growth of Deribit was a very, very key part of the, uh, crypto option landscape. Um, back then it was only BDC and, you know, when they released ETH, there weren't, there wasn't that much, uh, traction as well. And our strategy then was to sort of build a franchise around crypto options, you know, so start to offer options as a uh, product that, that clients can trade with us. Um, and also, you know, uh, creating structured products, you know, uh, f for, for clients, uh, various types of structured products, either high carry or, or for hedging. And, uh, you know, we built a franchise from there 
And I remember, you know, that we were the ones, you know, who actually brought a lot of liquidity to the Ether market. Uh, and this wasn't too long ago. This was probably in 2020, right? You know, when the spreads were wide, you know, because of our franchise flow, we were able to cross spreads there. Uh, and that brought, you know, sort of a, you know, liquidity begets liquidity. You know, you, you sort of cross spreads, you know, you incentivize market makers to come in and tighten up the spreads. And then we started market making ourselves. So, you know, um, that, that sort of, created more volume in the Ether market. I mean, it's arguably the same or even bigger than the Bitcoin market now in ball terms. Um, but, back, but back then, I would say on a general note, you know, uh, vaults are pretty scary because, you know, you in crypto, you you have a 3-4 standard deviation event uh, once or twice a year. Um, and whenever you have that, you know, the vaults actually really do blow out. And, and over the past few years, we, we have seen many... Uh, various market makers who of crypto option market makers who have been who have blown up and no move on to do other things. So you know, I think it was quite a scary thing to do then. You know, especially with uh, the way crypto gaps and, and the, the illiquidity involves. Um, but it's very different now, right? I think you know the interesting thing for us today, uh, the big change that we've seen is that you know, like you know, just comparing the move this year to the big move last year in May. Uh, big, back, the big move last year in May, you know, you saw vols go up to 250 in Ether, 200, and even or even higher at the front end at some points. Um, but this year, you know, with a big move, uh, we've actually seen vols not just not go up, you know, they have they've actually been compressed. Um, so it, it it shows you, you know, it goes the market has gone from big spreads, wide spreads, you know, and very, very difficult to trade to, and very speculative, you know, to a slightly more institutional market with more participation, but, you know, still, still hard to manage with the balls trading very high to what we see now, a, a very distinct maturation of the market where, you know, balls are getting compressed, uh, both on the front end, back end. Um, and I mean, we were just joking the other day, right? Uh, you know, when we, when we quote, when we market make our, our, our crypto options, you know, especially on Deribit, on Paradigm, uh, the spreads that we are we are making are actually even tighter than the spreads we have in spot, right? I think uh, that's another phenomenon that we've seen recently that, you know, the uh, liquidity in crypto options and, and the, the spreads are actually tightening a lot while uh, spot actually is, is becoming a bit more Ill illiquid, perhaps because of uh, the participation of, uh, you know, more CTA, HFT types. Um, whereas, you know, in crypto, you have, um, market makers with large balance sheets and you have a lot more institutional interest as well, uh, more real money interest, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, you know, it's, 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 the landscape has changed very, very drastically. The, the, the options market is much larger now. Um, various players, you know, uh, um, um, you know, you know, participating in both the taker and maker side. And I think the thing about crypto options is, you know, the growth you see, it's, it's different from the way you see DeFi growth, right? You know, DeFi growth has a, a lot of retail participation, you know, some, some uh, um, crypto native, you know, big money participation as well, but a lot of it's very retail driven. Whereas uh, crypto options is something that is very familiar to TradFi guys, right? You know, so easy for them to understand, easy for them to jump over. And that's what we've seen, right? The exodus of guys from FX options, you know, coming into crypto options, it's a familiar product to them. Uh, they understand the, the underlying and, and, you know, they start participating and you, and you start to see this kind of behavior, you know, the uh, liquid liquid markets and and much tighter spreads and, and also vol compression. So yeah, I mean, that's sort of the evolution that we've seen in a nutshell. 
Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for uh, bringing us uh, 2019 up to 22. You're in a unique pish position being in Singapore to see uh, Asian-dominated flows and interests, uh, whereas a number of the speaking parties to the option world and crypto are, are U.S. types. Could you just speak to the utility of options that you see in Asia and U.S.? Are they night and day different? Are they pretty close to the same? And I'm just talking general utility that funds, you know, are, are, are more selling of instrument or more hedging or, or are, are the are really are the uses just completely disparate or are they fairly parallel? Well, I think by and large, you know, not too different, but there are, of course, some nuances between East and West. I think, you know, the Western world tends to be, this is just more anecdotal, of course, I think they tend to be more dominated by, by hedge funds, you know, uh, hedge funds who, who have more directional plays, you know, uh, are, are hedging or, 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 you know, sort of more sophisticated in the way that they're doing options, I guess. Um, whereas on the Asia side, you know, we tend to see a lot more structured product flow, right? You know, you have uh, um, structured products that are being offered to miners, you know, guys who are long coin and want to earn some high yield on it. Um, you know, and also you have a very private banking type approach to it where, you know, folks are using crypto crypto options as underlying to uh, structure various types of high yield products. So, um I mean, again, it's a real generalization. I think, you know, you have each on both sides and, you know, th th that tends to be the flow I see. I mean, back in the day, back in 2019, you know, uh, Asia tended to be the sort of speculative center, market mover. You know, all the all the mining guys had their, had their prop operations and, you know, a, a lot of them, there was a lot of front running going on. I remember among the market makers back then, you know, we used to have a small group to alert each other to... Uh, toxic players in the market, you know, players who would come in, spray the market and, uh, you know, corner the, the vol market and, you know, and, 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 and cause quite a, a, a sort of a dangerous type of situations. You know, they, 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 you know, so happens like before huge spot moves, they come in and, and lift 10k Vega worth, worth of vols. Um, that kind of thing, right? Uh, I think um, it's, it's a lot more mature now, like, like I mentioned. Uh, so, but, but East and West, you know, still some slight differences. Um, but I would say by and large, you know, you have all kinds of players in both markets. So, so you know, uh, the, the flows, you know, sometimes you see a lot of buying in, 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 uh, in US times and, you know, a lot of selling in Asia time, but it tends to be seasonal. So I, I wouldn't say there's a very uh, specific pattern to, to East versus West. Well, kind of playing off the, uh, the prior question on the East versus West and the structural difference styles, one of the things that's noticeably increased is, is the compression of uh, uh, implies and, and really just the compression of realized. Um, so speaking to some of the structural products, the option vaults, uh, just short gamma via selling straddles and some of the DeFi strategies. What, what's been the most popular that you've seen at least from uh, uh, Singapore side, in, in terms of the short gamma proposition, is it more structured product or is it more just uh, selling calls and puts? No, I mean the the covered call, covered put strategy is a very popular one in crypto, right? I mean because vols compared to FX uh, or equities is still relatively high. Yeah, still, uh, yeah, and, and generally, generally speaking, you know the implies are still trading above realized, right? Generally speaking. 
Um, so you know, cover puts, cover calls are a very simple, simple you 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 play, right? Um, where you know it's vanilla cover, vanilla calls, vanilla puts, you know, against your your dollar or coin holdings. Um, that tends to be quite popular, um, purely because of the simplicity. Uh, and there hasn't been a need yet, or rather, you know, it's sort of becoming a need as vaults get more compressed, but there hasn't been a real need yet for more exotic stuff like accumulators and stuff. Um, so, you know, that that that, that cover, put, cover call, cover put is pretty popular. I mean, it, on OTC, you know, it tends to go anywhere from two weeks to, to a couple of months. But of course, you know, you mentioned the DeFi options vaults, you know, that's, that's something that we have been championing very strongly, as you know. Um... It, makes, it just makes things easier, right? You know, you don't have to worry about what strikes to choose, what tenor. You just go to the, uh, you know, you have easy access to the vault. There's no KYC, no onboarding, no minimum size. You, you know, you connect your MetaMask to the vault. You know, you you, you stick your coin or, or stable coin and, you know, you just follow the strategy that's given there. So I think that, that has been quite revolution, revolutionary in my mind. Um, that, uh, you know, opening options... To, for retail access in a way that's never been done before. Uh, I mean, even FX options now, right? As a retail person, you know, you, you have to jump through quite a few hoops to actually start trading. And even after you do that, you know, it's 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 not a it's not a very simple process, right? You know, you still do have to know how to trade options. Whereas the DeFi options vaults, you know, have, have made it very, very simple. Um, and obviously that has been, like you said, it has been compressing vaults as well. Um, partly, I think because of the very rapid growth of the option vault. You know, they've gone from zero to over a billion dollars in TVL uh, very, very quickly. And more yeah, importantly, no. and more importantly, the vaults, the vaults, the uh, the, sorry? You know, you blink your eyes, the vaults, the vaults exploded. Yeah. Um, I mean, exactly right. And then, you know, um, and the thing is, it's, it's not just in Bitcoin or Ether, right? It's, it's in all the altcoins as well. So, and there, and there are no there are no avenues for for hedging Solana vol or I mean there are no like very liquid avenues for hedging Solana vol or Near vol or Avex vol or Luna vol right so that comes into to Bitcoin and Ether as well so it further compresses the vols. Um, of course, it doesn't help that realized vols have been compressing a fair bit as well. So I think you know a whole a whole um, a whole cacophony of factors here right you know sort of. Uh, working towards sort of a vault compression that we've seen. But again, even then, you know, I'm, I'm still quite surprised at, uh, at how compressed they are. And I I think structurally, you know, if, if this pattern continues, it, it could be a theme going forward where any spike in vaults is a, is a sell. Um, and I, I mean, I know I know this for a fact because, you know, by and large, it has been difficult to be long, to have to be long Vega and long Gamma. Um, we take down about 80%, 90% of the DeFi options vaults flows weekly. Uh, and that hasn't been something that hasn't been super easy to manage. Of course, you know when when uh, things get really hairy, um, it, it once in a while it does make make good money. Uh, but by and large, you know you know it, it tends to be difficult to manage the long gamma, long vega positions. So yeah, I think you know uh, it's as you know we as you know it's one of our sort of uh, large conviction themes for the year that you know we continue to see vol compression as a as a theme going forward for the for for crypto. Uh, just staying on the macro theme for a few more uh, questions before we get into uh, you and, and uh, QC partners is you mentioned uh, getting into the vault that the clientele is going to have to get involved in KYC and some of the compliance 
regulatory issues that inhibit some of the growth in the states. How do you see the U.S. option market evolving? Does it does it stay to a listed space with an evolution of uh, CME and Deribit, or do you think OTC manifests itself uh, in a greater context in the U.S.? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of the U.S. names. Uh, we trade with a lot of U.S. names to, to begin with, right? Um, Through the sure over-the-counter or, yeah, li- or both OTC as well as as well as uh, listed, you know, across on Deribit rather. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think firstly, you know, I'm not exactly sure what the regulations are around U.S. Uh, options. I, I know the CFTC is pretty strict about some of these things. Um, but, you know, a lot of the U.S. names have, have offshore entities anyway. So, you know, it hasn't really been an issue. Uh, so, I, I, I you know, U.S. Is, has and always will be a major center for financial markets and, and you know, in the, in, for crypto. And in this case, crypto derivatives as well. You know, so names out of Chicago, New York, um, Miami now. I mean, you know, there, there, there are, we have a lot of counterparties there. Um, so, I think, I think you know, as, and, and New York has, you know, a lot of the guys uh, uh, who are from traditional hedge funds in America, We'll find, we'll find, uh, moving to crypto options, you know, like, you know, like a, like a fish in water, right? You know, they, 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 they would be very familiar with, with the, the structures and, and would take it very easily. So I, I think there is a lot of growth to be seen in the US, uh, and globally as well. And obviously, there are a lot of efforts by US powerhouses like, uh, Coinbase and FTX, you know, to, to create venues for derivatives and options trading in the U.S., so you know, I think there's a, there's a real big effort going going through there, um, and I, I I expect it to be uh, to continue to be a major center. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think the future is bright for for crypto options in the U.S. Jared, just speaking really uh, uh, to the underlying uh, and really staying on some of the East versus West themes. What do you make on some of the Funding rates for futures on perps or or even CME futures based on U.S. and Asian flows. Do you think that there's just an entirely different utility of these futures from country to country, or or is that just more random in context? Well, I mean, we have we have seen. Uh, I wouldn't say there's a very specific pattern, but you know the the funding tends to be a bit more exaggerated on the Chinese exchanges. Yeah, um, we've noticed it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess that that is a function of the amount of leverage that's typically given. Right. Also okay. a function of, uh, also a function of uh, um, the sort of speculative culture. Uh, you know, Asians, Chinese, Koreans, uh, uh, tend to be very, very speculative, you know, in terms of their culture. Um, I mean, that's the reason why we used to see a Korean arbitrage, right? You know, I mean, it's just a more, you know, they, they like to speculate. Um, and also, I think it could be a function of, you know, the way that some of it is hedging flows as well. I mean, like you see, you know, in this recent move back up, you know, the Chinese exchanges have remained quite negative. Um, Bybit, uh, OKX, Huopi, you know, I think... It could be a function of them, you know, using using perps to hedge their their long Bitcoin holdings, you know. And I think in possibly in the West, there's a, li- a bit less of that kind of uh, 
uh, hedging flow. Um, you know, and it's more speculative, so it tends to move with the momentum. Whereas uh, the on the Chinese exchanges, it could be a bit of a counter momentum, meaning spot going up, and you know, you know the the futures and the perps being a bit more continue to, continuing to be negative. So um, I mean, again, again very an- anecdotal, right? Um, but yeah, but but there is that effect, um, and you know, the, the 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 Asian exchanges tend to lag a bit in terms of the funding normalization. Uh, but I mean, it's been a good signal, right? I mean, you know, you use it as a signal. You can you can tell how much leverage there is in the market. Um, but I would say, by and large, you know, uh, not not too different, not too different. Uh, again, just a function of leverage and culture, as well as you know, my, uh, hedging requirements. Uh, Derek, thanks so much for taking us through the global walkthrough, East versus West, and some of the nuances of country to country utility uh, of derivatives. Can we can we uh, uh, take a deeper dive on a micro level with uh, uh, QC partners and just give us your day to day and things that are new and exciting for you just on the micro sure. level at the firm and with clients sure. for you know, it's, 2022. It's, it's, it's uh, QCB Capital, by the way, not no partners here, QCB Capital. Um, uh, QCB, uh, capital <laughs> um, yeah, day to day. I mean, I mean, just, just a quick, quick walkthrough. You know, uh, we are a team of about 80 people uh, based in Singapore. Um, we started off as a Prop sh- a two-man prop shop back in 2017. You know, we we run a global OTC business in spot. Uh, we do have a big focus in Asia. You know, so we quote we quote crypto in various local Asian currencies: Sing dollar, of course, uh, Philippine peso, Thai baht, uh, Indonesian rupiah. Um, that's our spot business. You know, um, we continue to do a lot of that. Uh, facilitate spot trades. Uh, the options business, of course, is a big piece for us, options and derivatives. Um, that's been a big focus for us, you know, in the, in the last couple of years as we've grown that out. And, and we've become one of the largest uh, market makers globally. Um, you know, I think we we started early uh, and we, we that's a that's a, a piece that, that we've, I've always thought was uh, very, very scalable. Um, coming from a macro background myself, you know, we've hired some very experienced traders uh, on the team uh, to, to lead the effort. So, you know, we've been building out the options book and I think, you know, uh, last year we did over $22 billion uh, in Notional, um, seeing some very, very large institutional size trades. Um, trades that, you know, I, the sizes of which I've only, I only used to see when I was at the banks or, or at hedge funds. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, that, that, that's that been an interesting one for us. Uh and, you know, we've been typically been trading on exchanges, you know, Deribit. We are one of the shareholders of Deribit as well, uh, OTC. Um, and, you know, like like we discussed earlier, DeFi options, right? You know, uh, the, the vaults have been quite a phenomenon for us. You know, right now we trade about $1.5 to $2 billion a month there uh, in Notionals. And uh, I think that continues to grow as well. So that, that's been a big focus for us, you know. I, I'm an advisor to a lot of the vaults, uh, Ribbon, Data nuts, uh, friction, katana. Uh, I, I'm very, very bullish this this segment of DeFi. Um, I think it's very scalable. So you know that we've been putting a lot of effort and spending a lot of time to to sort of uh, uh, build these these vaults. Um, and I think more importantly, it, it really adds value to users as well, right? I mean, <laughs> from a market making perspective, if you watch, if a market maker is struggling, being the, having the long gamma. Uh, you know, it tends to be, uh, it means that the, the, the users are, are, are getting their money's worth. So, I mean, um, that's something that we've been building out. I think I think the evolution of that is going to be interesting to see. 
uh, firstly, you know, I think uh, it's it's brought a lot of life to the altcoin options. You know, that's that's the segment that has been tough to grow before the vaults. You know, uh, unless it's traded on Deribit, you know, very very, you know, it likely won't be traded that that much. And you know, Deribit is not going to list it unless they know that there's going to be some some significant demand. So a bit of a chicken and egg there, you know. So I think you know this these DeFi options vaults uh, are not just a new and good thing for DeFi. It's a, it's a, it's a good thing for the options market as a whole as well. I mean, just just to give an indication of that, right? Uh, in the recent round for Theta Nuts, I think in their raising round, you know, Deribit was one of the the the, the key investors. Uh, one of the I think probably the, one of the first few or the the, the first. Uh, DeFi project that Deribit has invested in, you know, because I think it makes sense, you know, for, for, on their part, because it's an extension of the options market, not just DeFi, right? And and for them, it's also a good barometer, you know, if they see there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of volume and a lot of activity in, in in a certain vault, a certain coin vault, you know, they know that if they list it on Deribit, it 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 will be successful as well, which is always a concern for them. So yeah, you know, I think uh, a lot of scope for growth in the DeFi options vault. You know, it, right now it's only one two week covered puts, covered calls, but I think that that you know grows into longer maturities, uh, different types of strategies. You know, spreads, uh, you know, strangles. You know, to to amp, amp up the, the 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 yield there. So the strategies get more sophisticated. You get exotics as well. At the same time, you know, you you start to see some of these more actively traded in in OTC too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so I think a lot of interesting things in the option space, big focus for us, uh, besides that, you know, we also quite, quite keenly focus on ventures. So, you know, we've been, uh, investing early investors in the space, uh, since 2018, I guess, you know, we, we were investors in infrastructure, um, uh, you know, Deribit, Toko Crypto, which is the biggest exchange in Indonesia. Uh, you know, early investors in FTT, uh, Serum. Um, after that, you know, uh, L1, L, uh, layer ones like Algorand, AVEX, Luna. Um, we also invest, we were quite early in DeFi, you know, we were, we, we, we were early in like uh, Aave, um, Synthetics. Uh, and also, you know, re more recently, DeFi projects like DYDX and, and you know, Play to Earn, you know, X Infinity. And uh, you know we we and then re most most recently of course all the DeFi options vaults that we've been championing. So I think you know we, we look out for a lot of uh, opportunities in the venture space. And as you know, as much as crypto options are fun, uh, uh, ventures in crypto crypto ventures are, are absolutely crazy. So something that we've lo we've looked at as well, and you know we, we are trying to actively help to grow ecosystems, um, and you know grow communities as well, and 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 lend our ex our trading expertise where where relevant. And I think that's been helpful to quite a few projects as well so yeah i think you know a lot of pieces going on for us uh the focus for us i think is you know just really building uh and in in a future world where digital assets are mainstream you know i i think you know uh, we want to be the ones that are that were there first you know cornerstone participants and experts in the space and i'm very sure this is going to happen right you know i mean i was just speaking recently with my uh university professor uh, you know, I think when, when I first started the business in 2017, I, I was telling him I'm doing Bitcoin, and he's my he's my finance professor, right? The portfolio management uh, professor, and he's like, you know, why are you, why are you, why are you, uh, why are you participating in scams, right? You know, and and for the next few years, he, he continued to say so. Um, but more recently, he's come to me to ask me, you know, to 
help him put crypto in his finance syllabus because you mm. know he, he, he says he's, he's teaching he's teaching stocks bonds commodities fx in, in his finance classes uh but all his students you know they, they listen you know they listen and they, they they pay attention for exams but the moment they leave the class you know what what they're trading is crypto right they're opening their yeah. uh, finance yeah. accounts right you know so i mean it's become clear when it becomes clear to the financial academics that that you know the syllabus has become less and less is becoming less and less relevant less and less attractive to the students and crypto is the thing that everyone's trading now i think it's a sign of the times right you know um in the, in 10 years time you know uh, what what's going to be the investment instrument of choice is it going to be gold uh is it going to be fx stocks or is it going to be crypto so i think you know just purely from the excess the uh the 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 nature of, of the product, you know, uh, that, 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 you know, the, the democratic, democratic nature of it, I think, you know, it's very, very appealing to this generation, you know, and I, I think, uh, you know, that that's what we want to, that's where we want to be, right. We want to be the, um, the institutional name back when, you know, in the future, when, 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 when crypto is both retail and institutional and, 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 you know, relevant across the board. And I think we, we are getting there already. So I think, you know, what, what we're trying to do is, uh, do as many pieces as possible, um, you know, get our, get our presence, especially, you know, you know, getting ourselves known as, as the trading experts in the space. Uh, Darius, uh, getting back to uh, some of the things you mentioned as far as cover call, cover puts, or, or, or just the vault versus what would be a, a more in commonality to traditional finance of, of single strike options. Do you think, at least for you on a day-to-day now, are you more demanded by a structured product like a cover call, covered put option vault, or do you spend more of your time with clients on, on single strike, single tenor strategy, i.e. buy me, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the May 30 Delta puts, uh, uh, sell me the, uh, uh, 15 delta call type strategy. Do, do you think it's more strike driven or do you think it's more sh- strategy and structure driven? I would say it used to be m- very heavily structure driven, right? I mean, okay, okay. Most, most of uh, our clients would, would, or counterparties would come to us and, like, you know, this is what I want to achieve. I have, co- I have cash, I have coin, I don't mind buying, ca- I don't mind buying coin, I don't mind selling coin, uh, and I'm looking for a yield of 20% and above. And then you know, yeah. So we recommend various various strategies for that. But I think it's uh, the market has, has, you know, as it matures, the players that are coming in are, are not not just that. I mean, those guys are still there, uh, and they, they form a big part of the franchise. Um, but you have guys like fast money types, right? Hedge funds, family offices that know exactly what they want. You know, uh, they want to do a calendar spread. Uh, they yeah. know exactly what strike they want. Or you have yep. guys that are like you know buying thousands of bitcoins of top side, you know, uh, whether it's be a, better be a hedge or, or speculative bet, and uh, I would say you know the flows now. I mean, the, our flows used to be very very sell vol dominated, um, but I, I would say it's, it's 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 probably leaning more to buy vol dominated now, right? Uh, where 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 a lot of guys are are more sophisticated players looking for for ways to. Uh, enhance whatever strategy they are doing through options. So you know, I think um, yeah, as the space develops, it starts to look more like equities and and, and FX, right? You know, right. You get that's, all kinds of players in, in, right. in the space. Yeah, 
That's the uh, conflagration people are mentioning with the institutionalization of the traditional fi, and they just come in and whoa, voila, uh, all collapses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that's the danger of it, right? I mean, you know, we're looking at the vols dropping to fifty percent on the front end, uh, even though there's such a big move, uh, and we're getting concerned, right? How low can this vol go? Um, back in crypto winter, we did see Bitcoin vol trade to thirties. You know, I think we could easily get there again. Um, but of course, you know, crypto being crypto, you get you get the few blowouts here and there and uh, and vols, vols could be elevated again. So I think, you know, like I said, the theme is vol compression. So, you know, uh, we, we, we like the, 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 the we like to have data on the books. But, uh, you know, being crypto traders, we are always on the lookout for, for some of these these uh, pockets. Where where vol could blow out, and uh, you know, I think that that's what makes makes the crypto market exciting. Just coming to the uh, tail end of our interview, things are moving so fast. You could almost call five years in traditional finance a uh, uh, one year in digital. Where are we in the option space? Say one year out, maybe two year max, and and I'm saying. Product-wise, it, it, is the is the evolution to more deeper and robust markets to BTC and ETH, or does the alt market really explode? Take us out a year or two. Where, where you know, use your crystal ball. Where do you think the demand is to the product? Uh, give a twelve month, twenty four month. Well, I think we're still in super early stages, right? I mean, just look at let's let's look at some very objective comparisons. You look at CME. Or rather, you look at some of the futures exchanges, and let's say you look at gold. Uh, uh, notionals of notionals of uh, options versus notionals of the Delta One spot product, right? Um, options probably about six to eight times the the size of hmm, uh, yeah. of you know of the spot Delta One product. Yeah, if, you look at, if you look at if you look at cryptos, Delta One versus options, uh, options are barely one percent of Spot traded. Amazing. So if, if you if you're gonna draw a comparison and say, you know, one day uh, the crypto market structure would be very, would be similar to, to gold, right? Derivatives, you're talking about how, how many times growth here, right? You know, uh, eight hundred times growth uh, here, right? So, so uh, growth, really. Yeah, so I think we're really at the starting of it. I mean it, it is still it's growing bigger, but but it is still a very nascent market in the in a very wide scheme of things. Um, I mean, put it this way, right? You know, Deribit still only has Bitcoin and Ether for yeah. for vaults, right? Yeah, true. So Solana is coming up. I think Solana coming up will be a great one. Um, and I think you know, as as a lot of you know, the DeFi options vaults are proving that there is interest in altcoin vault. Um, and that's going to be exciting to trade as well, right? Uh, and I think you know, we 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 really at the tail, like really at the the, the start of it. Not, not, not anywhere close to the tail. I think this market grows bigger, and I mean, the banks haven't even gotten involved yet, right? You know, obviously there are obstacles to to, to that, but once the banks get involved, once the the real big institutions start to get involved as well, you know, they are it's a plug and play for them, right? You know, they have the balance sheet, they have the traders, they have the systems, they have the strategies. Um, you know, how who knows how big this can grow? Uh. But of course, I think you know it remains to be seen how how the, the vol behavior changes. I think we have seen a tectonic shift from uh, cowboy high vol days to a more 
to a more to a more uh, uh sanely traded you know ball market um but you know we the markets are still very very nascent so one year two years from now i see them i see a con- continuous growth uh and and further down the road i, I see I, I see it continue to continuing to grow largely as well um this is something that you know we've stuck with for many many years and i, I think we will continue to make it a, a make cornerstone of the business Darius, this has been an absolute joy. Thanks for just uh, bringing us up to speed in a lot of the optionality, East First West, and the growth of the product uh, in the alt world as well as uh, the structured product world. How can uh, uh, people stay in touch with you? Are you on Twitter? Will you be going to any conferences? Did you want to uh, release any kind of website and or any emails? Yeah. So you um, can- well, you know, you can follow us on our, uh, our Twitter, uh, QCB Capital. Uh, we have a Telegram market update chat as well. You know that's that's uh, that's quite well followed. Uh, you can find the links on our Twitter. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to, to get in touch with us. We have a web. We do have a website. You know, qcb.capital. Um, and I think you know you can uh, reach out reach out to us uh, on on all of these channels. It's that time of year where uh, uh, anyone in sub thirty degrees and snow is looking for their some of vacation. Uh, I've noticed, <laughs> I'm just uh, making a quick joke. There's a ton of Miami uh, crypto conferences. Will you and the firm be going into the high level events down in Miami or some of the sunnier lo- locales? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, our guys will be at ETH Denver next week. Okay, um, thank you. You know, uh, Bitcoin Miami will definitely be there as well. We, we are very close to, uh, you know, the organizers. Um, Bahamas, you know, we've reached out to Sam to, to see if we can get a speaking slot there as well. I think, you know, uh, uh, the various conferences, you know, the big ones, I think, you know, we, we, we tend to make our presence known there. So either on stage or on the ground. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a uh, uh, total pleasure, sheer delight to catch up likewise, on, on likewise. all the optionality. Uh, uh, it's been great. And we look forward to staying in touch with you. Uh, take care, sir. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye.